Let me see if let me see if I can if I can muster up the courage on this. Go for it. Okay. Uh, hello and welcome to Infinite Pixels. I'm Jordan Havlick, and this is my co-host Ryan Scrid. Hey, Jordan. Hi. I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> Jesus, that doesn't sound like the <laughs> most feigned intro. It, it was the most fake intro on the planet. <laughs> well, how else do you start a podcast i don't know how do you start like episode one of something where yeah. you have literally no 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 basis in uh in the public eye well i guess i did this uh this is semi sequel maybe kind of not really to a podcast that i had uh in college called shareware uh and uh, i really liked that podcast it was what, like 2017 when we were doing it? 2016, 2017? And uh, I really enjoyed it. We had one section on it uh, where we did a game club uh, where every week we were playing a game and then talking about it. Uh, and I missed that. And I said, man, it would be really nice to do that again. Uh, and uh, uh, this all... Uh, so this podcast kind of started as a sequel to that, and also uh, I just wanted to play more games with my friends, including my friend Ryan, and uh, so that's kind of where this whole thing started. So this is going to be a video game podcast. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, a video game. I think our schedule is going to be every two weeks. And I don't know if you want to reveal what we're playing at the end of every episode next. I don't even know what you're, what you're, what you picked because we were kind of thinking of going one after the other for right now. And if we have any other hosts, they'll bring something else to the table. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what this what this show is going to be about. So two, at least two guys coming together, or girls, I don't know who else we're going to be. Two people. On. Two people coming on, talking about a video game, and then, I, I don't know, shooting the shit. And, and did you, you said every week at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about what we're going to be playing on the next episode? I think, unless you haven't picked anything. I, I could pick something, yeah. By the end of this recording, I could, I, I had a couple of options and I can narrow okay. it down. Okay, okay. Uh, and, and I think we said before, when we were coming up with ideas for this, that they're not necessarily going to be like... I remember when we did Shareware, it was more like story-based. And with this show, it's not going to be necessarily stuff that is story-based. So we could play Angry Birds if we wanted. Mm, yeah. Uh, or, I don't know, Pong. Which is good to know, because one, one of my all-time favorite games is Galaga. And I, it was one of the ones that I was thinking about for episode two, but uh, really, I don't think I'll end up picking it. But eventually, I would love to play Galaga. I would not say Galaga could fill a full episode, but who knows? Because I don't know how long this is going to go. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, uh, we can introduce the first game that we decided on, which was uh, Flower by that game company, and. This is a game that I had played before, but I knew that uh, Ryan had never played before. So, actually, I want to hear what you thought of Flower first. Well, I 
so I heard about this game when it came out. And it was... I think it had made waves just because it was so, like, different. It came out in 2009. Dude, yeah, that was shocking. I after, the, after I played the game, I looked up. I was like, oh, what was this, like, 2014? 2009. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't think, believe that. I think 2014... I think it came out in 2013 on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Sure. And... Yeah, 2009. I think that was right around like indie game mania like castle crashers came out in 2008 and like braid came out in 2008 like mm-hmm. the completely different time in games if now now they're they're just indie games of plenty but this was like at a time where there were no indie games like it, it was like a they literally had like a thing on Xbox like a section for games they could they couldn't even have like covers called uh, the, but they had a section called indie games on Xbox Live and like stuff like Castle Crashers and Braid were picked for like summer of arcade mm-hmm. and that was how you heard about a lot of stuff mm-hmm. because publishing on those consoles was expensive so they would get uh companies or they would get indie developers to make uh games and then put them up on like summer arcade uh, and it wasn't for a while where it started to just become more and more regular. So. Yeah. No, and that, like you said, that was very, like, I, I'm sure the phrase indie game boom uh, is used to describe that period of time. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was like thinking back to, to that era, that that was when a lot of uh, indie games were getting really big. Like, And then uh, that led to eventually, uh, like, Steam hitting the mainstream in a really big way, and uh, games like Minecraft and Five Nights at Freddy's, which like maybe seem like, you know, I, I know they're they're so popular now and they're kind of like memes at this point, but they started as indie games and now they're like juggernauts, uh, like money makers. And so it's crazy to think that games like Flower were kind of that first generation of like mainstream indie games that were getting really good reviews and getting a lot of attention from a, like a, a very general audience. Yeah. And Flower was a uh, like a successor to um, a game by the, that game company called Flow hmm. which I've never played but I've seen played uh, and it kind of looks like one of those eat uh, like eat smaller creatures get bigger games kind of uh i I, I feel like i'm butchering i should have watched more flower or (laughs) should have watched more flow uh but i've never played it uh and i know that this is like a like a big uh or not a big successor but just like a successor in general to that game flower is not a game that i necessarily have as large of a knowledge of than maybe some of the games that we play later on well if if flower was like if flower was um some game studios or that game studios they're called that game company yeah i think flower was their first kind of uh game that broke in into popularity in a big way and then journey came a couple years later and i think that was the one that like everyone played or a lot of people played more so than flower flower was more of a like because i remember hearing about that game when it came out too uh it was you know a game where you play as a flower petal like that alone, I was getting a lot of headlines because that was just something that I don't think anyone had ever seen before. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, Flower made headlines just for being a different kind of game. You know, I think at that time it was a lot of, uh, that was like Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii. Um, so a lot of game, the really successful games didn't really look like Flower. And I think uh, that got a lot of people's attention when it came out. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I remember watching, like, interviews. There's actually an interview online for this game with the Smithsonian, of all places. The, whenever I think about Flower, I think about... there's There was a art exhibit at the Smithsonian about video games in 20... I want to say 2012. Uh, that was about the art of video games, and I think it was a part of a push uh, to, for like games to be considered free speech because that was hmm. around the time that like California wanted to ban video games. Really, like, I don't to, remember this. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm butchering it. They wanted to like ban video, like the sale of video games depending on the criteria or something. Uh, and they, and the, it went to the Supreme court and they were like, wow. Oh no, they're, they're protecting our free speech. Oh wow. Um, so I almost think that they did that because of that, like had that exhibition, but there's an interview with Genova Chen, and, who is one of the founders of that game company. And, uh, I'm going to have to look this up vamp for one moment. Uh, Genova Chen and Jesus. Uh, this is great, great audio, great radio. Uh, with I think Keely Santiago, which is one of the producers, uh, and and anyway, it's Keely Santiago or Kelly Santiago, Genova Chen, and one other person that's... I can't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, your, your thought was... Yes. Uh, but uh, but they, um, uh, they're they talking about, like, you know, Jonovic uh, Chan's one of the designers, and he's like, you know, I wanted to make a video game that made you, like, feel when you play video games. They, 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 it's a medium that uh, doesn't allow you to, like... Uh, there's no other medium that lets you, like, experience something and then be able to to share in that feeling because you can't experience, you know, I'm, I'm not misquoting him, but he's, he's, you know, he's describing as, you know, like a movie, you can't play as a flower petal in a movie. So it's not going to make you feel like, uh, you know, you do when you play flower. Uh, That that layer of interactivity changes the way you digest the medium itself. Yeah. Uh, and not to throw like, uh, uh, not to throw, (laughs) Not to throw uh, Kelly Santiago out of the, under the bus, but definitely at the end of this, like at the end of that video for the Smithsonian, she's talking about like this game, and she sounds she's a producer, so I, I don't know, and I don't know her in real life. I'm sure she's very nice, but she sounds very <laughs> fake, and it's very odd. It's, it's like games make you play the and, and she and she's talking about Journey, and she's talking about like you know these two players they had never they had never met before in Journey, and now they're they're able to 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 meet in journey and like they've they don't know each other and blah 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 like obviously we're not talking about journey but it's like definitely one of those things where they're trying to tell this 
person who does not know anything about video games. Here's what it's like to play a video game for the first time. So she's Here's, just trying to like uh, like PR her way through it, like talk her way through it. Yeah, with, and without it, having any like stake in game design or like what I definitely I the, the I, I, I feel bad because I do not again I do not know her her that's how her it came in the studio, but that's what it, it feels like. I feel like I'm gonna. This is my James Gunn moment. moment. <laughs> You're going to get so much hate for saying yeah. that she seemed kind of fake in this one video from a decade ago. Yeah, from a decade ago when they were this trying to make video games very not successful sound like game producer. Violence, the violent, horrible like things that just people play to get their rage out. Now all they ha- have like uh, now uh, nowadays we have Fortnite and and I don't know uh, violent games that people get their rage out Fortnite yeah it's a battle royale yeah so that's true. I, I don't know uh, children play it though and they love it so <laughs> but um, you would know I don't play Fortnite <laughs> <laughs> yes you do yeah I don't you're playing no. it, you're playing it right now Ugh. people We're recording a podcast see you're holding the controller. Uh, but anyway. Oh, can you, can you, you were talking about Flower, uh, is, is not, I, I think stereotypically when people think of video games, they think of shooting, they think of like jumping on the bad guys, saving the princess, but Flower's not any of that. Yeah. What do you, what, what is, what, what is the intro to Flower, Ryan? The intro to Flower um, it's really nice. It starts on... How great was it on your 27-inch TV? <laughs> hey, I share a big TV, and I asked the person that I share the big TV with if I could have it for playing Flower, and they said no. <laughs> so I said, I'll go play in the little TV. Okay. And I sent you a video of my setup. I had my lava lamp on, and the lights were off except for my lava lamp and my TV screen, and it was really nice. Uh, but and it was really nice because the game starts very tranquil, and you see uh, I forget if there's like a little animation beforehand, but there is. I think it's the street. Is it the street? I, I want to say it's like because it's, yeah. it, it's, it, it's a zoom in on a windowsill. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. It's like the city environment, and then it zooms in on the windowsill, and you see a small pod plant on the windowsill. Yeah, and it just says uh, press any button. Or, yeah. or no, you tilt the controller. This like is this speed. is a game at the height of motion controls. Mm-hmm. If you've never played Flower, it's using the motion controls that are in the PS3 or PS4 controller. Controller. I don't know how it's played on on the Vita. I think it's also motion motion controls, uh, and you have to tilt the controller to get a flower petal to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the start, when you it prompts you with a, a small, semi-transparent like uh, controller tilt instruction with no words, just a picture. Yeah. Um, and that immediately, like I've never played Flower, um, but I was like, oh, tilt the controller, right? Tilt the controller, and it zooms in on the pot, and uh, a little flower blooms a little bit, and then it says press any button, and when you do, then the game starts. Yeah, it zooms in uh, into you're in a lush field, mm-hmm. and there's a flower. That I think it blooms right away. Yeah, it, I think at the start of every level, if I'm remembering correctly, the flower comes out and blooms, and one petal comes off. You, ha- I think you have to get it to bloom. Maybe for the first level, I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, uh, but um, 
But yeah, the, like... This is the wrong thing to have open on my computer. This is also good radio. Anyway, I need to get my notes out. Well, you can cut this out. No. <laughs> um, it's staying in. But, uh, uh, but this first level is all just like an open field. With like a, uh, It starts on like a yellow flower. And you go... Uh, you go it's almost, I don't know if you're playing as the wind or playing as the flower petal. Mm. That's a good question. I, I think you're playing as... I, I suppose the flower petal. Yeah. And you, you are the flower petal as it goes along and hits other flowers that are all... They're not dead. They're just, like, not bloomed. And as you hit them... Uh, they bloom and they give you another flower petal. Mm-hmm. And the design of the game is such that it the, all the petal are all the flowers are in a line that you have to go toward, uh, and they kind of almost have like puzzles that you have to solve. In that, like they're all they're all like blooming the flowers to solve the puzzle. Like it's 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 one note for the gameplay, uh, but like you have to figure out. Okay, which almost like which ones do I need to bloom in order to continue? Because like in this level, they have uh, their flowers off to the side, uh, and you can go and bloom them. And each flower has three secret, or each level has three secret like green flowers that you can bloom. And once you bloom them, or if you bloom one, it gives you like three green petals, uh, and then. I think, like, once you get to the end, it just, like, unlocks a better background for, the, like, the windowsill. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like there was, you know, I was, I, I knew, like, oh, those are secret, those are extra stuff. Like, I, yeah. I don't feel like this is the kind of game where if I get the extra flowers or if I miss one, you're you're not going to miss, like, yeah. a, a big part of the game. There's definitely trophies that are, that, I was surprised, so, I'm if, me, I... I go after a lot of achievements, so there might be a section in every single episode where I'm like, how is this game with achievements? This game is very easy with achievements, except for, like, two, uh, but, uh, but I was surprised at how many I missed, because this was me replaying it, I was like, I, what? I meant like, and, the, uh, uh, this level, it's just, like, secret stuff, but there's also, like, stuff like, put the controller down for ten minutes. Oh. And then there's like a if you just set the controller down after like five minutes like a screen sh- a screensaver appears mm-hmm. like it, it's it's just uh like the the whatever level you're in and it just shifts to different angles on the level like oh. showing the flowers and like the uh, the the uh, the atmosphere that you're that you're in. That's a really interesting idea of especially for this game everything is so tranquil and atmospheric Mm -hmm. it is it basically like the first level it looks like you're starting in like the when the old windows screensaver like the green hill with the blue sky yeah so that's appropriate to have like a a functionality like that or an easter egg like that Mm -hmm. and i know you you talked about um the controls and how it's it's kind of similar to a -a collect-a-thon uh, not not a collect-a-thon, but I, I was thinking of Mario Galaxy because um, you basically just control this wind flow of flower petals to collect more flower petals to advance. And it reminded me of Mario Galaxy when um, you just land on a small planet 
and you just have to collect all the pieces of uh, a star that will give you the ability to go to the next planet. Yeah, and like uh, especially in this, we also didn't describe whenever you collect a flower, a petal, it, it, it plays a tune. Mm -hmm. Like, the music is really, really important in this game. Yes. Like, I played this with headphones, and I don't know what it was like for you, but with the headphones, like, the wind is blowing, yeah. and like, the, the every time you hit a flower petal, uh, music, I think it's played uh it's it's um it's like randomly not randomly generated but like semi auto generated sure and then like once you once you go through or there there's music in the background it's not like diegetic or anything mm -hmm. uh i think i don't want to jump it's around it's just it's I'm just sound like the the sound is diegetic but like yeah. the music isn't yeah the well i w i would say the sound might not be diegetic either cuz when you get a flower petal, it goes like a, you know, it's it's a musical cue. Oh yeah, so I meant that, the sound, but I guess that's music because it's like music that you're making every time you, right. you hit a petal. It's it's or get a petal. But there's a good mix of like nature music in the game that I would call diegetic. Not nature music, but nature sounds. You know, the wind and uh, grass flowing and uh, petals blossoming. That sounds natural. But then there's also the style of. Uh, the, the like instrumental music that comes when you get flower petals or when you advance or when you trigger some kind of animation or something. Um, and I actually, uh, I, I don't want to jump around too much, but I think the use of music was really clever um, because when you get the, when you get flower petals, the noise is, is like a, it's, it's almost like a, a vocalization, you know, like a, just a note, like a huh. That's kind of what it sounds like when you get a flower petal sometimes. And at first, in the earlier levels, when everything is really happy and nice and bright, and it feels like you're playing just like this wonderful, happy, atmospheric game, the, the musical cues for the flowers, those little like vocal cues, they sound very like heavenly and angelic and nice and relaxing. But later... Uh, the game uh, gets like kind of a darker atmosphere and more of like a, for lack of a better term, like a spookier atmosphere. And the uh, at that point, those vocal cues when you get flowers sound a little more fore foreboding. But then the cues themselves didn't change; just the environment you were in changed, and that changed at least for me how I perceived those vocal cues. Yeah. I'm trying to because you played it like last night, yeah, and I played it like over the weekend, and this this game it's like two to three hours long at, or like, and for me it just goes by it went by really fast. Yeah, it, it felt, felt like, like an hour. Yeah, um, and um, so I don't remember as much. Like, we don't need to like to uh, like go by and be like. And here's what you did on this puzzle. Yeah, and yeah. here's what... Because it's, like, it's very simple puzzles. I mean, unless... There's a couple highlights. Like, this first level, like, it ends on a tree mm -hmm. that you get... To, that you have to, like, get all the the petals around it to bloom. And then it, it's, like... And, like, the entire field blooms. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, like, whoa! So, I could... It, you could see why people would be, like, this belongs in an art museum. Yeah. Um, so, but, like, it's, uh, like, the... Um, like the second level with like all the uh, like the rocks mm -hmm. like when they move it's like ooh this doesn't like sound great but like it doesn't sound like 
foreboding, so it's still, like, nice. Yeah, it's. I would say the foreboding comes in, I think it was, like, the third or the fourth level. It's when the fifth. It's, like, raining outside, and then, like, uh... There's, there's, what is it, like, metal coils? Yeah, it's the fifth level because it, because the fifth level, every time you end a level in flower, a, another potted, a potted flower appears on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. And so for the first level, for the first four levels, you're going along, and all of the, uh, the flowers are, like, nice and perky, and they're all up, they're on the windowsill, they're looking nice. Uh, like the first, uh, the second level has rocks and multicolors. Uh, the second level is cool because you actually get to. Uh, th- did you notice that you get uh, that if you've b- uh, bloomed some of the flowers, if you go back to them, you can then turn like a certain color, and then you can start painting the other flowers. Oh, really? So you can go back and be like, I want to paint these flowers blue. I want to paint the red yellow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's great. I, um, I didn't circle back too much just because I, I don't feel like the controls were really in, in designed for backtracking. I was going to say, this game started to hurt my wrists. <laughs> Is it? I, I, it I might be because we're approaching 30. Yeah, but. I felt it in my wrists by the end of it. Yeah. I, and, you know, interestingly enough, uh, in the that first level, uh, I didn't realize that it was motion control for like a good two or three minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I tried using the joysticks and I was like, why can't do any, like nothing is happening. That's interesting because I, even though I played this before, I didn't even like think about it because they showed me the controller at the beginning. Right, I think I'm dumb, which is why I didn't get it. I don't think that. I think you just don't play hundreds of hours of video games like me. Well, it was just like, I I, I thought that, I had heard it was a, a game, or I, I knew it was a game about like floating flower petals, and for some reason, oh, you know, you know what it was? Um, at the start, you tilt the controller to kind of trigger the uh, introduction, and then it says press any button to start the level. And I'm dumb and I thought oh I wonder if pushing the joystick controller forward counts as pressing a button so I pushed it forward and it did count and that started the level well, up the thing about pushing you, I, I ran into this too if you push the control stick forward that's what makes you go for me I, I used X to go okay so it gives for, you like a boost so you can move okay because I maybe that's what hurt my hand because I, I just had the control stick pointed forward the entire time, almost like a war dog in Halo, <laughs> and it was just like, okay, I'm doing this, and then instead of, like, just, like, you know, you tilt your fingers left or right, or, like, back or forward for other racing games, or movement or whatever, mm-hmm. and this, it's just use your wrists to, go, to short little wrist movements yeah. to, to, to move this flower petal, and I was like, this is annoying. Mm-hmm. It, it got a little cumbersome, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's really good at creating, like, a a floaty feeling to the, the gameplay. Like, I, I see why they did it like that. Yeah, I appreciate this game, but man, I am sure glad that we are out of this this moment where motion controls have to be used for everything. Because nowadays, they are not used for hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not in the Xbox controller. The Kinect is dead. The PS5 controller is just like... Here's some motion controls every so often. Mm-hmm. And the Switch is doing its own thing with Joy-Cons sometimes. 
the most you'll get out of motion controls. Oh no, we just got the announcement of Wii Sports. A uh, two. The, the, I mean, three. I guess Nintendo can't. I don't think they can hand wave motion controls as easily as Xbox and PlayStation yeah. can because they had a whole console based around motion yeah. controls. But, but it's it's yeah. This flower came out in two thousand nine. Motion controls were the new hot. This thing. was peak motion controls. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, back to flower. Uh, they're like, don't really need to go into the more of the levels. The third level is windmills. Yes, really nice. I loved, um... This level has, like, like I noticed with this, the first level is in the daytime, second level is more in, like, like twi- not twilight, but, like... Dusk. Uh, dusk. Then this level's back again at, like, sunrise, and then goes into dusk. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty, uh, pretty cool. Or, or, like, noonish, I guess, at the beginning, and then goes into dusk. Yeah, it's, it's a nice... Every level is different, because you could easily just do every level is daytime, or whatever... Yeah. Um, but no, there's there's a, a nighttime level as well. There's like rain levels. Yeah. So they really, I think, as far as that's the next level. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I I like the escalation that the levels go through because it's only six levels. Yeah. the The third level has the windmills, and you can just you you have to turn on the windmills by getting flowers to bloom, mm-hmm. and they're then you can ride the windmills. I think they the they're there's at one point where you, I'm going to talk again about like completionism and like trophies and whatnot, but like if you, it's difficult to go back at some points in these levels. Cause yeah. in, so if you want to like bloom all the flowers, one, don't try to, unless you're like really wanting to, but it's fun. It's fun to bloom flowers. You like the tunes that they give out. Um, but at some point in the third level, you get stuck in this, like, canyon area. And it's just, you have to, you're just on this, like, wind that's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and if you try to, like, go back or try to, like, focus on blooming all the flowers, you almost get frustrated because you're just in this funnel. And there, and, and... They want you eventually to bloom like a flower that's like on top and like go over the canyon mm-hmm. into the next area with all the, the other like the line of windmills. But like once you go through that that like canyon, you can't go back. So it's like oh, I kind of wanted to go through. Like me, I was like I kind of wanted to go back and bloom all the flowers, but I was like, eh, just keep going. So did you end up not? Going back? No, I, I don't think you can. Yeah, but uh, and I had already gotten the secret one for that area, uh, so I was like, "All right, I guess I'll just keep going." Um, yeah, the, and that one ends like with you blooming a bunch of flowers in like a line with a bunch of other windmills. Um, and I loved the fourth level. I didn't even remember that this uh, that this level happened because like then they then they start to actually have like more puzzle puzzles was the fourth level the nighttime level yeah this one you uh you have to bloom these flowers at night and they have ponds and i don't know if the ponds do anything there's flowers by the ponds yeah but when you get when you get onto them you can make them glow and they start to play like nature like midnight frog summer sounds it's really relaxing like uh, uh which is really really nice uh and i don't know if you have to do any of those to proceed but you definitely have to move around there's haystacks Mm -hmm. 
and you have to circle them. Mm-hmm. This game likes circles, and this this area is just like go, move around haystacks, move around this flower field in circles, and like I didn't know what to do at first. Same, yeah, yeah. And then it was like okay, because there's also the design of this level is pretty good too uh, at first because it has different or it has um, uh, it has light posts that are showing you the way to each flower bed that you have to bloom. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're lighting up as soon as you uh, light up all of the flowers in the area. Um, but then you get to these haystacks, and it's just like, what What am I supposed to do? I I, I think it, it shows you pretty well, pretty well initially that... Because, you know, at this point in the game, you know... I'm just flying around, like I'm floating around doing whatever, and you see this new thing, so you think, I, at least for me, I thought, oh, I'll go interact with those, and as you fly around, you see the grass around the haystack start to light up, um, and I think it, it became apparent, like, oh, I have to circle around all each haystack individually to light it up to advance to the next part, but the problem for me, at least, came after that, where... Uh, it's, I, there were objects around, but I would I would circle them and nothing would happen. Yeah, there's a uh, you get a glow in this level, and mm-hmm. it starts to like you're able to make like the ponds glow and the haystacks glow and whatnot. And I I I think once you do those haste like complete those haystacks, it has like a light appear overhead further away from you at a different part of the field mm-hmm. and it's a light post yeah yeah and if you don't know that's where you're supposed to go you can definitely start to be like okay what am i doing because the game does kind of push you around but you're you are free to like just explore this small area mm-hmm. and it's but it's it's kind of it's it's like the one part that I'm like, this, I don't know what to do here. Well, it's a little, because, you know, going back to what I said, the game is not like a collectathon, but it's, you have to touch a certain number of objects or whatever, uh, interact with a certain number of objects to advance. And at, at parts like that, um, I found myself, when I got stuck, I, w- I was just literally combing every single inch of what I could, just where's the thing that I missed? Where's the thing that I missed? Yeah. And that's not... Fun. And you don't want that to happen in a game like that. Yes, yeah. that's supposed to be relaxing. And it's especially Flower does a good job. Well, it's it's very relaxing, but it also I didn't feel like uh, there there were the moments where I felt like I was bored were far and few in between. For the most part, it does. I think it does a pretty good job of keeping you on the rails of where it's trying to get you to go. It's just parts like like this nighttime segment where it it falls off a little bit. And I, I hate to say, like, I feel stupid saying I wish it held my hand a little bit more. No, that's fine. I mean, that's all about, like, At that design. specifically. Well, uh, specifically because uh, at this point in the game, they've been, or in this point in this level, they've been signposting you with yeah. with the light bulbs. Literally, when you light them up, when you light up these flower beds, they'll have these, these lights that are just in a line light up in a line to show you where to go next mm-hmm. and just after these haystacks it's just like nope it yeah, that, the thing is like you know what you're supposed to do you know oh I'm lighting stuff up got it 
but then you don't advance, so it feels like what arbitrary thing did I miss yeah. that I now have to figure out? Like it feels like you get it, but then you're not moving on. Yeah, and every single other level, I feel like you know exactly what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. and this is the one part where you don't. Yeah. So a bit of a misstep, Genova Chen. <laughs> I don't get you that know, reference. I'm, I'm, uh, he's the creator of the game. <laughs> oh, so I thought that was an anime reference. No. <laughs> Jinopa Chen, creator of Flower. You designer. said that earlier. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jinopa Chen. Ryan doesn't appreciate your art. You and brought also, it up. Fuck no. you. <laughs> but it was too hard. Flower's too hard. Uh, anyway. But, I mean, that's like a... That didn't. I wouldn't even count that as a negative against the game. Like, no, you it's know, a two-hour game, and yeah. for like what five minutes, you're like, oh, I have to listen to nice music, yeah, and look at beautiful visuals and play a fun game. It's not a negative. It's just if there was a point in the game that was a low point for me, I'd say that was it. Yeah. Um, uh, but this uh, this level ends like different than all the rest because it's it's not like a tree that you're blooming. It's not like a a win. Well. I guess all the levels go to a wind. Maybe maybe this one doesn't. I don't remember. They uh, all, every level ends and it's got like a like petals being swept up by a wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't remember if this one does or not. But once you start to go after this uh, this section that we that both got frustrated on, it leads you to a um, uh, like a canyon area where there are like uh, you. You've been encountering light poles uh, all along, but now you're like encountering light poles uh, and like electrical. Uh, uh, what what are they? The, power the, lines. Power lines. They're like the coils that hold power lines. Yeah. And power lines themselves. Yeah, uh, and it starts to get a little bit not as we were saying earlier. It starts to get a little bit spooky. Mm-hmm. You start to go like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. I, what? Wait, what's happening? I, th- uh, I think my reaction when I got to that area was was literally like was li- uh, sorry. Let me take that again. Uh, <laughs> okay, take two. Li- li- I think my reaction when I got to that area was literally oh, like like what is this? Because yeah, you've never played this. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like oh, I thought this was a nice friendly game, and then I get to this part where these red uh, power lines are staring at me, and I fly into them, and then I get shocked, and I go ah, oh, my flower. I don't. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't know if you get. It's it's the only part where you get quote hurt mm-hmm. unquote. But I don't think you like lose any petals. It's just like oh, that didn't feel good. Well, I, I think I remember seeing petals burn and fall off. Oh, but maybe they do. I don't. I don't think that's. I'm guessing it's not a health indicator. I never found out, but maybe you can burn off all your petals and die. I don't die. think there's a fail state. Yeah, I don't think you can like quote lose this game. Okay, but I'd be curious. Yeah, that was an interesting shift in tone, uh, that that level, that part. Yeah, and I loved it because uh, to talk about like the themes uh, of the game for a second. Obviously, nature is a big theme, but uh, the first level, you're a petal in a big field with a tree, and you uh, you know you're just in nature, and the second one. Uh, it's you're in a rock formation, and then you get to windmills, which is a man-made thing. It's something mm-hmm. that people created, but it works in conjunction with nature. And even when you get to uh, light posts and uh, street lights, uh, those also work in conjunction with nature. Like they're not intrusive; 
they're part of the environment. But when you get to these power lines, which are man-made, they're industrial, they're uh, very, they're they're not made of wood like a natural material. They're very artificial. Well, what's ironic is that is that light posts and and streetlights are still made out of like metal. I don't think they're made out of wood. What? Uh, well, uh, the streetlights, the uh, um, they kind of look like phone lines in the game. Okay. Those are made out of wood, and those I are tell. power. I, I I assumed they were because most uh, street lights or uh, not street lights, but power lines like the things that birds rest on. Uh, a lot of times those are made out of wood, but it's it's a. I think it's not so much the material. Are they? Yeah, we're gonna look this up. Just look out, step outside, and just look at your power lines. A lot of them are made out of wood. Even like the cartoon ones. Like if I said draw a power line, oh those ones. I think you draw one made out of wood. Yeah, like the like the T ones. Yes, I, I, like I was thinking of not the evil ones. Okay, so to speak. Okay. But those ones, like the T oh, ones... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I was thinking of... Okay, okay. The, those are like... Those aren't threatening. Those guide you. And I, I took that to be um, a humble amount of man-made power, okay. right? Like, it's not an intrusive in nature thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Because, like, the fifth level, you start it. It's the only level, as we said before, with a, a wilted flower on the windowsill. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, and it never, even when you complete the level, it never becomes unwilted. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, but it starts and it's, it, it's like, it's in the rain. It's the there's power lines collapsed all over the place, uh, and they're all glowing. They're like red. They're they're pulsating. Uh, they're like just strewn everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get hurt if you touch them. Burn you. Uh, and um, and. I was thinking when I was in that, like, uh, and as we'll see in, like, the sixth level, like, why these? Why are these the only ones that they have, like, an, what? why is this the only man-laid structure that they have, like, something against? Like a negative connotation around them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the answer is they're not, you know, the T-shaped power lines. Uh, those are almost, like, functional. Those are just, we got to, you know we want to power our town or whatever. Um, these metal ones are more industrial. You know, it's it's about we have to power a factory or, you know, we need more power. Like, I, I think it represents, or you, you could interpret it as representing, like, a gluttony of, of artificial uh, sure. artificial material. Sure. You know? Yeah. And they, uh, uh, there's definitely, like, a tower later on mm-hmm. of just all these, all of these, these power... Uh, uh, are are they power lines? I I, I, I would say let, let's refer to them as power lines. Like sure. I, I would or like coils. Like they're they're just big metal structures. Yeah. And it's it's there that one that you're referring to. There's like a big structure of metal uh, power lines that's like essentially the final boss of the game, and it's in the middle of a city. So I, yeah. I, that's a really interesting. Sort of because uh, this placement. level, the fifth level, it's just all in a, it's all in a field, mm-hmm. um, and you have to like. There's a maze eventually that you go through, which awesome. was not hard. No, <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I just go through the and I'm out. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, there's like a trophy in this for getting through without getting shocked, which if which is way harder than it seems because a lot of the flowers that you have to bloom them to to freeze the power lines almost 
so that they they turn white. Oh yeah, and you're not they don't shock you anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you don't like you deactivate. It's almost like you deactivating them, but like it's so difficult to get really close and not get shocked by them because they they put the flowers like right next to that. So and and the motion controls are such that like you go forward and you're moving. Yeah. So like when you're like you have to almost completely stop to not get shocked by the power lines. Yeah, I did. I I would get as close as I felt comfortable and stop take my my finger off the acceleration button and try to gently drift to the yeah, the deactivation of the power line thing. Mhm. Um this level ends like Oh, we didn't even describe the music in this level. This music, uh, the music in this level, all the other music is being like creatively made, like with different sounds and whatnot, like coming in whenever you get, whenever you make the, uh, uh, whenever you hit the flower petals. And this, all the sounds that are coming from blueing the flowers feel like disjointed and terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's scary. It's unsettling. It's not even like like it doesn't it it, it they don't even sound like wrong. They just like, f- or they don't sound like. They, they sound like somebody purposefully said, I'm going to make, like, the wrong note happen on this keyboard. I, I think it was the same note when you when you activate the flowers in earlier levels and you activate the flowers in the spooky levels. I think it's the same note. It's just the background music, the atmosphere of it changes, so mm-hmm. it hits you in a different way. You, uh, I would uh, maybe go back because it, it definitely, it's not, it's not the same notes, sure. but it's, it's, it's like... Because uh, I wore headphones through this, and I was like, yeah. it's like, Burr. like I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I think that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. But uh, it sounds like somebody like hitting a keyboard that is not tuned. Yeah, you wore headphones, so you would. But yeah, it's it's like slightly off. Yeah. Yeah. I, which is, uh, if that's the case, that's a good design choice. It, it helps. Yeah. It's it's a, such a simple way to make the player feel, uh, you know, a little on edge. And all the music in the previous levels that when you have the flowers bloom, they'll like bloom to the tune of the music. Mm-hmm. And this, they don't bloom at all to the tune of the music. It's like, it's, uh, I, I would be interested in somebody who actually knows music, uh, who uh, they would describe it because it, it's definitely just completely off key. Like somebody just did not care what keyboard or what key on the keyboard they hit, or what strum on the guitar they they did. Mm. I, I almost wonder if maybe they, um, if there's a note that the flower petals, um, uh, let me, sorry, I can I can say that better. Uh, okay. I almost wonder that um, in the earlier levels when you hit the flower petals, you get this particular music cue. I wonder if for this sort of anti-flower petal cue if they deliberately chose something that sounded opposite. Like, someone who knows music could pick the exact notes to, to disjoint the earlier notes. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd be curious to know. Yeah, I'd, I'd believe it, but it could also just be a random note that sounded bad. Okay. Uh, and then you go on to the last level, because like this, this level ends with, like, like it's like oh everything's bad mm-hmm. and you go uh, you have to light up like a bunch of uh or turn off a bunch of towers uh and then eventually i think is this one where you burst open some of the 
the power lines? I think that's the next level. Okay. Because I, I remember this level ends uh, where you come up to the tornado, like the end of the level, a uh, sort of cyclone. Yeah. It's at the end of every level. And when you get there, uh, it ends and you start the next level and you start in that same position. Yeah. And then I think when you move forward, now suddenly your gust of wind and your flower petals are like powerful. It's not just yeah. light, dainty flower petals. You can actually knock the metal structures over. Yeah. Once you, once you do, I think you have to, you, I, I wish I, I remember what it was, how the fifth level ends, but I think it's like a, it's, it's like, a structure that you kind of burst out of. Yeah, I think so. I think that you start and it's sort of like a spider web covering a hole, uh, a, a spider web of these metal structures, and then you burst through it to get to another area. So yeah, I think that's, that's the beginning of the sixth level. Yes. I'm just I'm just trying to uh, the, remember what your how it like the very beginning when you that tornado section of 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 different. Uh, of of the flower petals that you usually go in at the end of a level, it, this level begins with that. Uh, yeah, this one, this sixth level, uh, I felt was uh, was weird because it's it's like you're going through. This is what I had alluded to before. Uh, you're going through this level that's a, a city, and you're getting different parts of the city to like come alive mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. you're getting uh uh your blooming flowers and they're making buildings grow out of the ground mm-hmm. um and it's very mario sunshine <laughs> but the uh but why why is it that the buildings are good like that that if power lines are bad but but like Pole, like power poles like are good like wh- what was their messaging because uh, it's definitely they're trying to make up they're definitely saying something by by saying hey you can have like a farm out here in the middle of nowhere and like have occasional power don't get too crazy but then they're also saying a city is good when it's not choked by power? What do you... Because I, I have a thought, but I'm curious. What do you think it, that their their underlying message is? I, I mean, I think they're saying, like, there's a... Th- there's, like, a balance. Because as you go along, you're letting the... Um, you're tearing... As you go through, you're going through the power lines that are tipped over on top of buildings and on the flower fields and they're like exploding and you're getting uh, flower beds that you can then have bloom Um, and I think that they want that their messaging is it's good to have a mix I would agree with that I I think it's it's not that one is bad it's that too much of that one can be detrimental and I think by knocking the um, overabundance of uh, power lines down and having the city like flourish, basically, I, I, I almost feel like it's trying to say not only is do you need to have that balance, if you don't have that balance, things are going to get bad. You need to preserve uh, nature just as much as you need to preserve your cities. It's interesting because they don't have... 
any cars. Mm-hmm. And in the fifth level, you could hear cars. Yeah. And in this level, there are no cars that you're destroying specifically. It's just the power lines. And I'm like, I wonder if they would have made this game in 2022. If they would be like, yeah, let's have cars that you destroy. Like, mm-hmm. bringing it back to nature. I wonder if... I mean, I think that's too specific. I, I got the impression that the general sense of the game was just... Uh, this this overabundance, this glutton of uh, industrialism or technology or like you know man-made power structures uh, is is bad for the environment. I think cars is too specific because you know power lines represent uh, the worst parts of uh, you know manufacturedness, but a city represents the best parts of manufacturedness and windmills can and uh, the T-shaped wooden power lines can, all these kind of humble, non-intrusive things, where I feel like cars would have maybe muddied the metaphor a little bit, because you can have electric cars, you can have gas-powered cars, like, cars are kind of their own thing. I think it was just kind of a general uh, tech, societal technology versus uh, societal nature. You I don't know, know. I mean? they're, not, they're not talking about, about fossil fuels and whether or not you have solar power panels on those on those buildings. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. If they would have brought that in, it would have been, it, it would have been a little muddy. Like it's, I know it's, it's so a, it's so general. It's I'm such saying. a it's like a very like this is what I mean when I talk about like this game being like the art video game. It's like mm-hmm. very much like a, 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 a like a art like get it. It's it's yeah. It's very get yeah. it. But uh, I mean, I when I watched that interview with with uh that game company's uh employees like the developers um like Genova chad was saying he grew up in shanghai Mm. uh and he came to the united states and he had never seen like so much like nature so it feels like uh him saying like you know shanghai is like a very industrial city and it felt like it was choking Mm. but uh but you come to uh, like the United States, and I don't know what I can't remember what city he said that he was that he went to. But Kalamazoo. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, he said Kalamazoo was the city that changed my life. Inspired flower. I can't. Yeah, but uh, but he's uh, but like having seeing seeing that both the there's green and industry in in the United States is great, and that it's encouraged. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's definitely the the idea that I was getting from the game, but I mean you could interpret it a number of different ways. Uh, you know, I because it's so general, I think it leaves room for whatever you want. You yeah, because it, it it ends on this tower that you're almost like climbing. Yeah, it's awesome, and, and it's kind of satisfying to just go around. If you there's a trophy for letting the city like grow or not grow but like letting it I think breathe or something unleash like the full power of this that makes it sound bad but basically make the have the city like return to normal yeah like in their like playgrounds and stuff that you're that you're lighting up and letting you're letting like uh like uh air uh like air conditioners like be powered on again mm. and whatnot so you have to like let all those be turned back on you have to destroy all the different uh different power lines 
this is a level where you can actually you go onto a highway eventually yeah and it's much like the canyon level where the canyon section of the third level where uh you're kind of like funneled uh in this section and you can make like turns off the different like exits yeah it's interesting and if you miss because it's it's a highway kind of sequence yeah and if you uh, miss a turn or you like don't do it exactly correct it just loops you right back around so you can do it multiple times if you want to. yeah and i thought at first that it would be like oh i can't go back but if you uh, one there's a part where you can just fly uh into like an air conditioner and it will blow you back out of the highway but you can also uh just uh uh, you can also just fly super high and get back on the highway. <laughs> That's the thing that only I would do. Most people would be like, I'm just going to keep going because yeah. this is the, like interesting. I want to see how this game ends. You know, that's that's something that we didn't really talk about too much. You can go in any direction you want at almost any time yeah. in this game. But it's it's just really satisfying to go along the path that the game kind of lays out. But you can do it in whatever way you want. Yeah. But yeah, you can just go straight up if you want to and you mm-hmm. can come straight down. Like, there's so much freedom of movement. It's like you're controlling a snake underwater. You yeah. Know? This this level is... Or this game is definitely, like... You look out onto the the environment that you're given, and you're like, I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can do anything in this area. Yeah. Um, like, what uh, what flowers lay beyond my reach? <laughs> I have... I The world is my flower. And I must bloom it all. And in fact, you do. Yeah. At the end, when you destroy this massive tower you're going through like a maze yeah it's so awesome can we talk about i so when you start that level i think it's level six like you said and you get the ability to just like plow through these metal structures yeah i thought like oh that'll be something that i do to get like from area to area but you do it like non-stop you're just all constantly it smashing feels through. so good i never thought i would feel powerful playing flower but I, I felt so powerful just knocking over these metal structures. And then at the end, when you go through like a, a like a, a tube of just all this metal shit and just like knocking it up the whole way, I was like, fuck yes, I'm so awesome. This is exactly the, the reaction I wanted to get out of you. That's, I, it was so, it, it really felt like, like a fuck yeah moment. Like it, it was really, really... Uh, Satisfying. God, I'm so excited to play other games with you. This is one of the reactions I wanted to get. Out of I mean, you. the game is good. Like it's it it. I can't see someone playing this and being like, whatever, this is stupid. Unless they hate it from the start. Like someone who, if you tell someone, hey, you should play Flower, and their reaction is like, what? Like I don't want to play Flower. And then they get to the opening, they're like, this is dumb. Yeah. Then, then they wouldn't like it. Yeah. But if but someone's it, open to the game, I think. It really crescendos in that. Yeah, aspect. it's definitely a game that I would love to play with like a partner or something to just be like, just try this. Yeah. Like I like I wish this is a game that my grandma, if she were still alive, I would be like, Grandma, play this, and she could play it because yeah, dude, she doesn't have to do anything except for just tilt the, con- the yeah the, I, the controller. The, the controller, like we said, it's not perfect, but it's so like intuitive. I think anyone could grasp it. I, like I was thinking, I should play. I want to show this game to my mom. And she doesn't play video games, but I she would immediately understand how it works because you're just tilting the controller. Yeah. So it's a really well designed game. Um, can I and and then at the end when you burst through all of the 
metal grates uh, blocking off your path. You see your flower petal stream uh, go up, and it goes into the pot that you see at the start of the game. And it's it's just kind of floating there. You bloom a tree, Ryan. You do? Don't you? At the end of the game, when you burst through that metal structure... Doesn't like it bloom a tree in like the middle of... Oh, well, yeah, but first, you... You, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so you go out the structure, and your um, the, the the potted plant from the title screen is sitting there at the windowsill, floating, kind of just floating in space with the chair right next to it. And yeah. you go into it, and then when you go into it, uh, the light gets more intense, and then that big metal structure that you just burst through, then it becomes a tree. Oh, okay. So it, it does both happen. But I love that moment. I didn't know what part that came on. I thought the tree bloomed and then it takes you out of the level with the potted plant that's in limbo. It's, it's possible. The I don't window remember the that's in limbo. Uh, The what? The windowsill that's in limbo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, just I floating remember. in space. I don't remember if it was tree and then window or window and then tree. Um, but uh, yeah, the tree definitely is basically like the end of the game. Um, and I love that moment because... You know, the flower petals that you have, they just did this amazing thing. Like, they brought this city back to life. Like, thematically, I love that moment. You bring the city back to life, and then you go in this potted plant. And it was just, to me, it it read as, you know, all the power of nature, like, all the good things that nature can bring can be found just in a potted plant. Like, it, it was just so... Uh, simple. Like I don't mean to sound too pretentious, but I just really I thought it no, worked out a lot of good. levels. Uh, and it, and then like the ultimate message of the game uh, in that moment is like nature and mankind can exi- can coexist, and that is represented perfectly by a potted plant in a windowsill in a city. You know, like yeah. that's that. It's just it starts the game and it ends the game, and it's the theme throughout. Like it was so. I know a lot of people talk about the story, the visual storytelling of Flower, and I can see why because it, it's just so simple, and you can assign so many meanings to it. Um, it really, really works. I haven't, I haven't heard people talk about Flower in forever, and hearing you get passionate about Flower is like <laughs> the best reaction I could have ever hoped for for like a first episode of just something. <laughs> I liked Flower. Yeah, it was really good. Well, it's it's just like I said, it's just so like. Simple and effective. It's so simple and effective. It's not, you know, if it would have ended when, where it like it comes out of like the back of a uh, like a big truck that's like shooting CO two into the air and it destroys the flower petals and then the truck like drives and runs over a planted fly. It's like okay, I get it, but it ends in on like an optimistic note that makes you think about the journey you just went on. So it I, it's just really. Uh, really uh, rich in that yeah. way. Nice go on that game company. You made a, a good game. Turns out Flower's a good game. I know. Who would have thought this twist. game that won a bunch of awards and everybody loved? And It was in the Smithsonian. Yeah, I know. I thought it was going to be crap. No. Actually, uh, the in the first five minutes of playing this game, I immediately thought of another very popular game. And I'm yes. curious, what, what games... Does flower remind you of like what do you what do you relate flower to? I don't know Mario Galaxy, Journey because it's their game after this. Sure, 
I I can't think of others giving us dead air. Literally, in the first five minutes of playing Flower, I was like, this feels like Star Fox 64. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because No. No, no, okay, so I'm playing Flower, right? And I'm flying through the sky as an amazing string of flower petals. And then I think, like, oh, I have to hit that mark. And I tilt the controller down, and I go down, and I'm, like, cruising along the grass, like, flying along it, like, like uh, you know, weaving. And I think, like, if you replace the flower petals with the R-Wing from Star Fox, <laughs> and you re- replace the flowers that you have to touch with rings that you have to fly through, this would be a Star Fox game. You know, like, because you boost forward, uh, you know, you're okay. flying through the sky. Like, it just felt, I felt like, put these controls on a Star Fox game, and it would be fucking awesome. Yeah, but then you have to shoot. Yes, but, like, as far as the... And then it would feel bad. If, if this was the skeleton for a I'm Star Fox kidding. game. I'm just I have not played a Star Fox game in forever. Did you play Star Fox for Wii U? Star Fox No, I played... Zero? I played Command on GameCube, and I played some of 64. Um, Command went, was on DS, you fucking idiot. Uh, GameCube uh, was Assault uh, and Adventures. Uh, um, shut up. Fucking idiots. I played, uh, is this I played a video game assault podcast? And, assault and, 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 is this a and thumb, uh, thumb sucking podcast, you fucking moron? Okay. No, uh, uh, don't play Star Fox Zero. Well, play Star Fox Zero if you want, but it's a very disappointing game. But, yeah, like, dude, the, the skeleton of this could make a really good Star Fox game. Like, think about Star Fox 64 gameplay. And then think about flower gameplay. I'm telling you, they like they could be married. I'm glad that's the conclusion we came to on this podcast, the inaugural podcast. The what of, podcast? The inaugural podcast of Infinite Pixels. I think this is a good place to end it on. What, about you, what do you think? I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Go with your one more thing. I've been here for like an hour. Let me pull up my notes. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to blab too much. No, I'm I'm fine. Your notes are huge. Mine were like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, I, at one point I started just typing my thoughts. Like at the end, um, I definitely have that for for my old podcast. So. Yeah, I, it literally just like this paragraph. Uh, I I have two paragraphs of about the ending of this game that we just talked about. The ending evokes triumphant hope. Boundless and limitless optimism. These man-made steel grates have been blocking your progress and burning you, but by the end, you become so powerful you can burst through them like they're nothing. I think this symbolizes that if you water your flowers, keep your hope alive. You are more powerful than anything negative the world can throw at you. All caps, brilliantly in the final cutscene, all the powerful petals you've accumulated get transformed into one potted plant at the windowsill. Right where you started. This could symbolize all the power displayed in the game. Well, everything we just fucking talked about. But sorry, okay. We should play uh, Halo, and then you could talk about how triumphant it is to shoot an alien in the face. The most triumphant part of Halo is the one part in the end of, I think, Halo 3, when you're driving the Warthog and the theme starts up. That's like everyone. Yeah. It's like... It seriously does that in like every single game. You're like, I'm driving a Warthog at the end. You know what the funniest thing ever is, though? What? Is when you get to that scene, immediately drive off a cliff and kill yourself. (laughs) I've I've done that. I I played played, uh, the first game on, on like, Heroic, and you die a lot, even on Heroic. Sure. So... I, I, I definitely and and th- that la- last part in the first Halo, you ride. Uh, you have to make the jump, and if you are not going fast enough, you definitely will die. Yeah, and yeah. miss the jump. 
but this is not the Halo podcast. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Going back to Flower. It's fine. <laughs> I wanted to ask, have you... My first thought when I started uh, getting into the game, like halfway through, was... Uh, what does a speed run of this game look like? I immediately looked up Same. GDQ speed run of, mm-hmm. of this and could not find a video. Really? I couldn't find I, I didn't type in speed run specifically. I tried to look for GDQ, like the game's done quick guys yeah. who do it like once or twice a year. Uh, and I could not find one uh, on the top like like I, I scrolled for maybe like a, a couple seconds on mm-hmm. YouTube and didn't find it. So I, I I just searched flower speedrun on YouTube, and I found a one that was flower uh, speedrun any percent completion, so just completing the game bare bones, uh, and it was a half hour, and um, it was really interesting to see when that game is when this game is played fast, it just looks like an animation, like it just looks like a short film basically. Yeah, that's probably why people are like, oh, like this is the game that we'll show for saying whether or not games are art because it's yeah. like a movie and we already know that movies are art. Yeah, playing Flower is like playing the credits of a Miyazaki movie. In fact, uh, what did you think of the credits? Did you play the credits? No, you can play the credits. Oh my god. What Remind me, maybe I do. You love Smash Brothers, Ryan. I don't like shooting the credits in Smash Brothers. It's tedious. You have to do it every time and especially in the new, in Smash Ultimate, if you want to get a better score, you have to shoot the credits. And the most efficient way to do it is repetitive and boring. I like. Fuck you. I, I like. I like to see the look in my face, but I am like shocked <laughs> right now. In melee, it was fun when you're on a rail shooter, but in ultimate, it's not fun. <laughs> but you can play the credits in this game. I what what do you if you go to the right? There's another plant. Oh, I totally missed that. Uh, and you can play the credits. Oh, and you're just blooming. You're blooming flowers, uh, and you're seeing them, like, grow as you go along. Uh, and I think, like, you're making people's names disappear as you bloom the flowers. And that's the people who worked on the game? Yes. Nice. And it takes you through all the levels. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's definitely, like, uh, you still have to do... There is a part where you have to circle a haystack. Like, it's, like, taking every single... Uh, puzzle that you had to do before mm-hmm. uh, and putting it into the game. There, there's a part where you know a light, po- light posts line up in a line. There's, there's like a part where you have to go up and like make rocks disappear. Is it and, still like, like it so? Is it like a level or is it more just like a presentation? Because it's, it's a sound- level. I mean, okay. oh. I, I mean, it's the same as every other level where you know you're you're going along what is ostensibly a set path. Sure, but it's 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 you you play the credits. Damn, I, I feel like I missed a level then. Yeah, you might have. I don't know. I, I don't know if you'd count that as a level or. Well, I mean, if, it, like, could could you put credits over any level in Flower, and it would kind of be the same thing? Probably. Yeah. Um. They're they're definitely in my top five credits. <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. Like this was like oh like okay like playing it again. I'm like this is fun. What are other contenders for? I your top can't five? talk about that because that might reveal what other games we play. You don't think? Can you say one? No. You Fine. can't even uh, say one. Melee. Okay, melee. Yeah, melee. we already talked about melee. Yeah. Melee has awesome credits that you shoot. Uh, but maybe I'll go back and play the credits because I definitely want to show... Flowers a game I want to show to other people. Show it to your mom. Yeah, I can see why you chose it for this this podcast. It's a very uh, broadly appealing 
but uh, not sacrificing anything artistically to be broadly appealing game. It's also short. Yes. This, this podcast is... This, this is a two to three hour game we talked about, and I would like to play games that are longer as we go forward. Mm-hmm. And we're already over an hour. Well, this game is so unique, at least I think it's unique, that there's a lot to talk about. You know, other games, I think you can talk about the story a lot. You can certainly talk about the story uh, in this game, but just its its unique gameplay, its unique tone, its unique atmosphere, I think, uh, warrants a lot of discussion. All right, so the next episode is going to be Persona 5, <laughs> one hour, 100 hours long. Yeah, part, yeah, part one, it's going to be a 10-part podcast. Part one is hour one through 50. Yeah. And then part two is going to be hour 50 to 1,000. And it gets that game gets good about nine hundred hours in. Yeah, so. that's what I hear. Yeah, no, we're not playing Persona on the next episode. No, I, we're not. We're not playing Persona. <laughs> yeah, probably never. I, that's a hundred hours required mm-hmm. to beat it. So, but what are you what are you saying about? I, I think that's a podcast. You yeah, wanna, you want to you want to call it? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to reveal what the next game will be? Um. I thought it was going to pass over to you because I, I mean I we could play the next game, but yeah, I mean, do you want to do you want us to reveal the next game us uh, as podcasters? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you if we should we can reveal it because I, uh, I mean we have an email address if mm-hmm. people want to write in with their thoughts. It's it's infinitepixels at gmail dot com. I think no, it, it's I got that wrong. It's infinitepixelspodcast at gmail dot com. And there's no, it's spelled exactly how it's uh, yeah spelled yes. right. <laughs> Yes. It's spelled exactly how it's spelled. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you want to write in your thoughts, go yeah. ahead. If you want to tell us that we're wrong about flour, that's the place to do it. Yep. Or you can, uh, at the time, we haven't created social media, I, I, so I don't know what it is. But you tell me I'm wrong. Tweet uh, us. Uh, we have a social, it's it's at P-O-T-U-S. Just tweet your thoughts on flour no, at, us, at us there. Yeah, it is. And... <laughs> Uh, if you want to let us know what you think of of the game or our thoughts, we would love to hear your opinion. Oh yeah, you should you should tweet at at POTUS. Yeah, tweet your thoughts about the video game Flower at POTUS on Twitter. Yeah, and then um, and then tweet it at. Do it at like three a.m. too. <laughs> Do it at uh, what is it? USVP. Yes. Yeah. Do that too. Do that for the second episode. Tweet your thoughts at USVP. We change the Twitter handle every episode. Yeah, so, uh, just it's just something that we do. So just a funny quirk. Um, so go ahead and do that. Um, what? Uh, uh, but you. But if you want to reach me, not the podcast itself, but me, you can reach me at, uh, on Twitter at at uh, Ironheart one one eight three, and you can read me. You can read me. No, you can. Re- I have a blog. You can read it at uh, ironheart.tumblr.com or not. Don't read my. Don't read my writing. Don't read my writing, please. It's the, good. I'm the uh, bastion. Last ba- uh, the uh, ba- bleh, bastion. Uh, Tumblr, the last bastion of of my portfolio that I've had for years and won't update as much as I should. But you can check it out. I like your video game. Uh, uh, articles. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
Anywhere they can follow you online, Ryan? Yeah, uh, you can check me out on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called Nice Pants, N-I-C-E space P-A-N-T-S, exactly how you think it's spelled. Uh, and I did a documentary about uh, the world's largest video game arcade just outside Chicago. Uh, feel free to check it out. Um, He's still writing the coattails of that uh, yes. a year later. It came out 25 years ago. And uh, every year I get $5 from it uh, in YouTube ad money. That's kind of my full-time job. Um, I'm kind of trying to turn it into something. Yeah, so. he's, he's chasing that Mr. Beast money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of think of myself as a cool mix of like Mr. Beast and maybe like Peanut Butter Gamer. Um, so definitely check out my YouTube channel if you want a cool kind of remix yeah. of uh, that those kinds of YouTube videos. Yeah, watch... Uh, watch uh, um a cow with no legs? Is that the- <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, my YouTube channel is just random crap. Uh, and we have a sketch on there that was our friend Nick's idea called A Cow With No, no Legs. Check it out. That's great. Um, but, but but enough about that. Yeah. What What's the next... The, what's the next... Going to be the next game, Ryan? You get to pick. Okay, I want to break for a sec. Okay. Uh, to think about this, because I... I have a game that's jumping out at me, but you're going to be like, oh, of course you pick that. And I don't know. Go right. Okay. Um, What do you want to do? So my my thought. This is live. uh, Live on the pod. Or we got this. I don't know. uh, It's it's up to you. I'll leave it to you. Up to the editor. Um, Oh, man. Uh, Okay. I only gave you like a week or two to think of this. I know. I just. I. I, I mean, I can on. pick the next game if you want. Uh, yeah. Why don't you pick the next game? But I, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted, I wanted to give, I wanted to give you the chance to, to have, to have a, to have the next pick. I, I have a game I could pick. Okay. Okay, I'll pick this game. Okay. Because I think we'd have a lot to say about it. Because not you have a history with this game, and okay. with this game series. And I have a much... You turned me on to this game series. And this is the one that I haven't played that I still really want to. I, I don't know this. You, it's... The, ga- the next game that I want to play is Bioshock 2. I was actually going to say, if you didn't pick that, I was going to pick it as the next one. Oh, really? <laughs> That's perfect. Because I've never... I played 1 and Infinite, but I haven't played 2. Great. God, I... I have a I have a I have a Snapchat from from years ago saved on my phone. This is great radio again. Me going and looking at my phone, <laughs> but from you about me talking about like games that you have not played, and it's from uh, this is from 2020. But it, it's me being like, uh, you know, Bioshock Two, Oberdin, Mass Effect Three. Nope, you gotta play Time Shift. That was two years ago. And also, I've given you my copy of Bioshock 2, and you still have it? I've had it for, like, five years. You've had it since, like, I think even before college. Yeah. No, because I didn't play Bioshock 1 until college. Okay. And then I played Infinite, and you said, if you like 1 and Infinite, then you can think about playing 2. I I think... I'm gonna preface this. I think 2... Is the best Bioshock game. I'm so ready to disagree with you, and I haven't even played Bioshock 2 yet. Okay. So we're going to do this, everybody. We're going to... We're going to do a meet-up in two weeks, and we have not figured out 
structure. I'm going to see how long... This is also great radio. I'm going to see how long Bioshock is. This thing called editing. Yeah. Bioshock 2, how long to beat. I think it's going to take two play sessions. So I think it's about 10 hours. So do you think that would be two episodes or? Two episodes, yeah. Okay, sure. I think. Um, let me look up the walkthrough real quick. I mean, we, we can always do it all in one episode. No. Okay. <laughs> you have too much to say. I want to play other stuff, and I, I think that we're going to have too much to say. <laughs> I have done this before, Ryan. It's going to take a little bit too long. Okay, that's fine. We can do Bioshock. Should we do Bioshock 2 and then record two episodes and then record another game to go in the middle of Bioshock no. 2? No. Let's just one. go through Bioshock 1 and then, or Bioshock 2. Let's go through all of Bioshock 1. No. Let's, we could. No. We could go let's, back to Bioshock 1. No, we'll do, we'll do Bioshock 2 and we'll do, I'm looking at the walkthrough right now. Looks like the it goes to like eight levels, so I guess we can go in the middle of that. So after the fourth level, let's play until um, let's say Dionysus Park. I will need to be reminded of that. Okay, so for everyone at home, we're gonna play Bioshock Two, and we're gonna play through all the way up to Dionysus Park. Okay, Diagon Alley. Yeah. I, I I think that that's good. We'll reconvene in about to, in in two no, not not about in two weeks. Next next podcast. Because doing it weekly is going to kill us. We're too busy. So, okay. Cool. I'll see you in two weeks for BioShock 2. Okay. That'll be the second episode of this podcast will be yeah. BioShock 2. Remember uh Andrew Ryan awesome. ha- Goodbye, shares everyone. the name with Ryan. Bye. <laughs>